With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, good evening, and it's an extra podcast episode brought to you by me. But not just me, I have a guest. Yep, it is. Uh, what day of the week is it? I think it's actually Thursday. I haven't got a clue. No idea what day of the week it is, but it ain't Sunday when I normally record the podcasts. So it doesn't really matter what day it is, does it? Plus, you might be listening since October, so who cares? I have a guest this evening. He is the wonderful Martin Delaney. I just realized I didn't introduce him when I first started talking to him, because that would be kind of weird, wouldn't it? If you get somebody online and then you introduce them while they're there. Always feel a little bit uncomfortable doing that. So I'm recording this very special intro after I've finished probably about half an hour, 35 minutes chat with the awesome Martin Delaney. He's been in a ton of films. He has been in loads of Oscar-nominated movies and everything, and he has branched out to write and direct his own film, Queen's Mile, which I really had to struggle to keep the focus on Queen's Mile. Not because of anything Martin said, but I wanted to talk about, you know, Flags of Our Fathers with Clint Eastwood and Zero Dark Thirty with Cass Bigelow and Now You See Me Too and, and all sorts of stuff. But nope, I kept it grounded and we talked mostly, but not all, about Queen's Mile. So without it out, without a doubt, does that make sense? Who knows? Cue the theme music and then you will hear Martin come in having a good old chat to me uh, about Queen's Mile. Enjoy! This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm David Amalur, the writer, director of The Asian. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer, director of the film Hallball Suites. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, everybody. This is Mo Ali, the director of Montana. Hey, guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. From, the from, from page, page to screen. To screen. Hey there, Martin. How are you? Hey, Stuart. Very good. How how are you doing? I am not doing too bad. Thank you. Very good. Very go. good. Yep. Good. Yep. So uh, how, yeah, is, it, is the connection okay? Is it seeming? Connect, is it all right? The, the connection is perfect. <laughs> I was just double checking to make sure it was recording at this end. Okay. Great stuff. I, uh, I did like an hour and a half interview the other week with a guy called Scott Williams, who's oh, been right. in a whole bunch of stuff. And then I checked back the recording. I'm like, why is it only half the length? Oh, so no. I'm now using a, a totally different laptop. <laughs> Good work. Good work. So, yeah. Thanks for taking time out. Not at all. No no problem at all. Great stuff. Um, yeah, I was talking to my partner this morning, Annette, and she mm. said, oh, who's he speaking to us? I said, Martin Delaney. She's like, what's he been in? I said, just have a look at his IMDb. <laughs> and uh, she was like... Oh my, do you know what he's been in? I'm like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it's, you've got a hell of a wide range in it's film a real, files. Yeah, it's a pretty eclectic mix as well, I think. it's uh, There's a real sort of mixture of, of film in there, some from independent films through to sort of nice Hollywood stuff. So it's uh, it's been touch wood. It's been, um, it's been a pretty good ride so far. I can't complain. So far, yes. <laughs> keep, keep getting better. But now you've worked on film sets. Catherine Bigelow's been mooching around the film sets sure. you've been on. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. So a couple of, couple of really good directors. 
and you're directing yourself Absolutely. now. So what made you yeah. think, right, I'm going to direct my uh, my first film? Well, I guess, I mean, I've always been fascinated and interested in film from a really young age. You know, that's it's one of the reasons that I got involved in acting, really, was that cinema was really uh, a big part of our lives as kids. My, my father was really into film. Um, and so I watched a lot of classic cinema when I was quite young. Um, and so that was always the drive for me. That was always the interest. Um, but my first taste of acting was on stage, like a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I guess I just wanted to, I've, I've always wanted to make a, a film, you know, and, 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 and I was sort of directing from a young age, I guess, you know, I, I had, my dad had an old cine film camera, um, that he used to sort of, uh, film little bits of pieces of us growing up and stuff. And, and I did something similar when I was when I when I first had enough money to buy a camera. That was the first thing I bought, really, the first gift to myself ever. So I bought like a, a video camera that I could, um, you know, make these kind. Of, we used to make these little joke videos around the house when we were kids, and sort of spoof lots of different things, and um, with my brothers and sister. And so I've always wanted to direct for years, but it, it's just never. Um, I've never really found the time and opportunity. Um, I have, I've directed for TV years ago um, for a children's uh, ITV show that um, an American producer friend of mine, Stephen Baywell, um, who was one of the producers of a, a TV show that I grew up doing called The Renford Rejects, which is a Nickelodeon show. Um, Stephen was, we, we were still very, very good friends and um, um, we, we stayed in contact for years. So I've, I've directed the odd little bit for him, promos and stuff. And, uh, behind the scenes footage for a Disney show he was doing at one point. But this is the first time that I've uh, directed my own short film, which it feels a little bit, it feels like it's been a long time coming, but it's, um, but I think the time was right. You know, I, I had enough resource and opportunity and, and enough support. So I think it was a, I think the timing was right, really. So what made you choose the subject of Queen's Mile? Because that's a pretty serious looking film. It's not yeah. like, oh, you know, it's not Evil Dead, is it? It's no, that's a right. serious, it's, it's a film about serious issues. Yeah. I've just watched on your yeah, Indiegogo so. campaign yeah. oh, a four yeah, and a half you. minute video, which was yeah. Awesome. Oh, thank you, Stuart. Yeah, it, it's um, it's funny really because um, I guess you know a, a lot of people you know talk about um, you know writing what you know and and a lot of people I guess start with a passion project and. I can't say that Queen's Mile is um, has been something that's been on my mind for a long time because that wouldn't be true, as in in terms of passion project. Um, however, it's something that I do feel very strongly about. And um, the what we really tried to set out to do was to make uh, a diverse film um, in terms of LGBT subject matter, but at the same time a huge driving factor for me was to make sure that as a as a potentially lgbt content short film that it um really normalized um that world and uh, i think i think a lot of lgbt projects that i've seen over the years short film or feature uh, or drama tend to i guess in order to make them commercially successful sort of really focus on something that's either quite taboo, which I find a little bit patronising, um, or something that sort of is, there's often, if you look at something like TV show like Queer as Folk years ago, it was uh, it was relatively shocking, but I guess for some certain audiences were very refreshing at the same time. Um, so I think I really wanted to, I wanted to tell a love story, I knew that. Um, and I also wanted to 
writes roles for female leads. So it's um, and 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 really not focus on the issue, which is that it's it's a it's a uh, you know a girl and and her lover. Um, but actually, it's a very simple love story, a tale of sort of love and loss, really. Um, so it could be told in any um, any gender, any sexuality. Um, but at the same time, I, I was working with Film London um, last year um, on a, a build your audience scheme. With they, they were supporting a, a feature film that I'd made called Amar Akbar and Tony, um, which is a comedy which recently came out. Um, and part of part of that build your audience scheme was about really reverse engineering a project, whatever your sort of uh, wherever your creative energies are taking you, and and really make sure that you think about the audience first. And I think that's a really useful kind of insight and tool. And so I felt like um, there wasn't enough content which I thought was relevant um, uh, for LGBT audiences and, and festivals. So I wanted to make a, a very simple love story um, and also, you know, sort of tackle someone going through the trauma of uh, post sort of relationship um, blues, I guess, um, and, and their sort of challenge of coping with that and facing that um so yeah I'm, I'm, it's been it's it's been a challenge sort of getting it made and, and getting it to where we've got it but i'm, I'm very pleased with it actually i think the the crew and the, and the actors have done a fantastic job so uh yeah sort of chuffed with where it is because <laughs> because the film's finished doesn't it yeah it's it, it is cool. we, we we got it in the can um in the summer um it's one of those things where I guess like like anyone, I think if you could always if you could go back and do it again, you'd change elements of it, and there's sort of little bits and pieces that you would change. But I'm um, I'm really pleased that uh, you know we've still captured what we which, what we set out to do, um, and um, yeah, so it's it, it's sort of turned out really lovely, and uh, hopefully we'll it's now about sort of getting it to the right audiences that it deserves really, and uh, and making sure people get to see it. Um, but yeah, it's a very simple you know very simple nine minute sort of short um and i guess the sort of the story or synopsis is somewhere along the lines there's there's a girl our lead girl who's sort of uh, early 20s and and she's wandering along the south bank so a very familiar part of london um seemingly taking polaroid pictures of nothing really along the south bank um one and asking people to take pictures of her and and um and essentially what she's doing is, is recreating a, a very important day in her life, which is uh, at the same time serves a sort of cathartic um, process for her. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, um, she's dealing with those sort of mental challenges, mental health challenges around, around that side of a relationship too. Um, but we've, yeah, with the, the actors that we've got, we've been really fortunate. Um, Emerald O'Hanrahan who's uh, an actress that I'd worked with on screen a few years ago who's a very very talented actress and um, she's a regular voice for the archers so she's sort of archers royalty um, and she's done a lot of sort of big uh, computer games as well she does a lot of that kind of work and I guess in terms of screen work she's relatively new or untapped uh, talent I think um, so um, I thought she was perfect at Actually, Emma was a good friend of mine from, from working with her, but we, we'd been talking about trying to do something for a long time together anyway. Um, 
And I thought she was really going to capture that sort of vulnerability of the character, that sort of softness, but also that real strength that she has to have and she has to find in the piece. Um, Emerald truly has that and, and is able to convey that. So that was, we were re- you know, I was really lucky to, to get her to do it. And, um, and Amrita Acharya as well plays her lover. And Amrita's um, known for, I guess, Game of Thrones. She was in, she's in that. And she's also in... Um, a film, a fantastic movie called I Am Yours, which was a Norwegian film, um, a Norwegian offering for the Oscars a couple of years ago. Um, she's also in Amar Akbar and Tony that we, that we made together. Um, so she's, she's got a very sort of boisterous, sort of bubbly energy, very sort of, um, yeah, very sort of excitable energy. I think she was a perfect, um, perfect kind of compliment to, uh, to Emerald's performance playing Anya. Well, I watched uh, Amar Akbar and Tony probably about three weeks back, I think. Atoms oh, right. Did you, yeah, did you send me it. I, I loved it. I really, oh, really you. liked It's a really hard one to describe to somebody. You know when you give somebody <laughs> a single-line pitch? Yeah, exactly. It's it's an awkward one, but it's it's got enough drama in it to keep drama fans yeah. happy. It's got enough comedy to keep comedy people happy. It's just like the perfect ingredients yeah, it, in a film. And I remember sending you a tweet saying, oh, Tony was cool. And you went, oh, he's never, I've never been described as cool before. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't the coolest character I'd uh, I'd played, but um, yeah, he was. Um, it was a lot of fun, actually. It was a, a real lot of fun to make. It wasn't. It wasn't without its challenges. Look, it was a. It was a low budget project, and um, and that means that everyone's got to work really hard. But thankfully, um, real uh, kudos and credit to Atul Malhotra who wrote it and directed it, um, and also the girls who did the casting, um, Shakira Dowling. Um, as who's done a couple of um, features um, that, I've, that I've done before, and also Christina Erdely, um, because they they picked a bunch of actors that really bonded very well, and that made the process really streamlined and easier, I guess. Um, and and everyone seemed to sort of complement each other, and and um, as a result, we had a lot of fun making it. And actually, the the challenges that you face making a sort of low budget feature for a feature that's you know essentially under a million pounds um which is always tough when you've got relatively big cast and stuff um but we we had so much fun it was a really good time um but yeah I mean, was this was this shot before queen's mile it, or it was actually yeah it, it was shot um just a little while before that and we, and we opened last april um and uh in the cinemas in the cine cine world we had a direct deal with them and they they were showing it at certain cinemas across the uk um, um, which was lovely, and now it's it's out now on um, on VOD. You know, you can get it on iTunes and everything at the moment, and uh, and uh, Virgin uh, sort of instant and all that kind of stuff. So it's yeah, it's finally out there. But I know what you mean in terms of the one line pitch. It's quite a tough one, and that's actually one of the things we were working with um, Film London uh, trying to do really is sort of streamline that process. And but Atul is a you know he had a really great idea behind this movie, and that was to essentially take the flavor of bollywood cinema and drop it in west london um and i guess not a lot of noise has been made around that really and so for sort of british audiences as you say it can be like quite appear i guess quite convoluted it's like okay here's drama and here's comedy and here's but actually if you look at bollywood cinema they have all these elements together um and it's really famous for that and he was deliberately trying to uh, mold that um, with Amar Akbar and Tony and, and create a kind of Bollywood classic, if you like, in Southall. 
um, which I think he does a really th- great job of doing, actually. I think he's done it, yeah. I put it on. And I do watch a lot of British independent yeah. films. I think I watch more of those than any other type. Sure. So sometimes I will put one on and go, oh, <laughs> what's this going to be like? Yeah. And I was hooked. I was really hooked. It's I, I was on, once on a podcast, and this guy reviews all the new films that comes out, and he, he went down to yeah. top ten of new releases, and I'd not seen any of them. And he went, I thought you watch a lot of films. I'm like, I do. But unfortunately, yeah. none of them are in the top 10 because nobody knows about them. Yeah, it's really exactly. Annoying. It's sort of, I mean, obviously there's there's sort of your commercial hits that you're that, that are a draw. And uh, and I'm quite similar, really. And, and there's also your Oscar movie, especially this time of year, that you're, you're sort of catching up on. But um, it's really about seeing that other work that where you're, you're sort of observing a bunch of artists, directors, actors, or whatever, who are really up against it. You know, you're really you're watching them make something really against all odds. And that's really impressive, I think. Um, and oh, so exactly. I kind of, I like seeing that, those kind of movies, but I mean, really we had a, we had a great team and Res Kempton and Sam Vincenti, who play uh, Amar and Akbar on the movie are great lads. We had a real blast. And, uh, and then the girls as well, like Karen David and, and Laura Aikman, Laura's a, an old friend of mine. We did a sitcom together years ago and, uh, and, and it's, and it's great. It was great to work with them all. And, uh, and uh, and have a laugh really but no it is i mean i've seen it you've seen it i think everybody should watch it it's, it's thank you perfect yeah. it's really it's, good uh, yeah tony's a bit he's he's i don't think he's quite as um charming as i can be at times but um no. but, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say but i had but a lot of fun shifting back to queen's mile i noticed that you yeah done you'd done an indiegogo campaign yeah. to get the film around yeah. festivals what was your feel about the whole world of indiegogo and kickstarter yeah it was um it was quite a sort of uh, new process for me you know um it's uh obviously I've, I've, i'm aware of it of it working for other people and, and it being around and and what we'd done is because que- queen's mile was um a relatively cheap production um we also wanted to we deliberately made a choice to um, work with some young filmmakers still in their final year at film school and, and, and give them some sort of mentor mentorship on the, on the project. Um, and that was uh, a choice for a number of reasons because sort of going forward, it's something that I'm looking to try and do with other shorts that I'm making is always give the young filmmaker a sort of chance to come and work with us. Um, and get some experience on the job working with proper teams. But it's also, um, it can be, uh, I guess you, you can get them to sort of, not only are you sort of inspiring someone to learn a bit more, but you if you've, what we did is we factored an extra day on the shoot. Um, and it, which means that you can get a bit, bit more time, spend a bit more time with those people and actually give them more knowledge than they would say, get going on to a huge shoot and doing an internship there because they would probably go and they would just hold a walkie talkie all day and tell people, you know, to stop walking through the shop. And that's about as much as the knowledge as they'll gain. Whereas we knew that with Queen's Mile, um, that they'd actually get an opportunity to be actively involved. Um, so yeah, that was obviously, um, quite a sort of interesting element to it. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess with Indiegogo, at the campaign, what we, what we'd really not factored in for, but something that I knew was really important was this sort of getting the film out there side of things, because people make films all the time and especially as first time filmmakers and what they don't really save is any resource for promotion and the sale of it. And much as you don't really sell a short film in terms of it, you're never really trying to make money out of it. 
um, it's often acting as a, a sort of calling card for everyone involved and um, it's really about engaging with an audience and in a way that's that makes it sort of slightly more artistic really than a feature uh, potentially but um, yeah we, we, we sort of we decided to hold a campaign to raise finance really for that promotional side and to get it into festivals just because some festivals are expensive some aren't um, yeah. but just because some can be costly and then and and then also getting um, sort of the promotion out there, really, and sort of making a bit of noise about it. So we weren't asking for a crazy amount of money. We wanted to uh, we wanted to raise three thousand um, pounds to sort of help with that side of things. And we've got it. I mean, we've got it already. It the, 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 yeah. the page is still open, um, and we've had it open just uh, for an extended period, just because we've met our target. Um, but any more money that we that we try and get there now will go on to things like an actual publicist, the publicist that I've engaged for features that I've done before. Um, and that, that could help us along the line as well. Um, and also, but also there's, there's a lot of information on that Indiegogo page as well, which would be a shame to lose all that information and videos and links yeah, and pictures and all absolutely. sorts. So it's there's a some, really good page. There's some really nice stuff up there. We actually, and, and that credit really goes down to, to the girls also at mini productions that I've been working with. Um, April and Sarah, um, great girls. Um, and we, we, we sort of, they actually saw an unfinished version of the film at a festival um, before it was really completed. And, and the festival makers um, did, did me a favour, really, screening it there. Um, and that was the guys over at Triforce. And April and Sarah saw it and they were like, wow, we, we really love that. And, um, and, and it wasn't even complete at that point. So they got on board and um, have been helping me with the sort of distribution side of it. Um, and we're at a point now where we're just about to hit our festival run. Um, we're, we're actually opening uh, a sort of a launch of a festival um, next month. And we've already screened it at Bath Film Festival. So we had our sort of premiere there. And um, Bath came to us, actually. They, they sort of said, we heard you've got a, a, a quite a nice short and, um, and, and can we have a look? So we sent it to the guys there and, we ended up um, supporting Trumbo. Um, yep. They showed Trumbo on the on the sort of final one of the final days of the festival, and showed ours before. So it was lovely to sort of sit there, you know, with two hundred people strong audience, you know, and 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 then really get to see it and uh, and and you know seemingly love it. You know, they we got a nice round of applause, which was which was pretty impressive. We were quite chuffed about. So. Um, now, are you yeah, sort of you nervous know, sit, sitting in an audience of that size? Because, I mean, it's your directorial yeah. debut, you know, your official <laughs> one, even though yeah. you did these films when you were younger. Yeah, it was, yeah, absolutely. It's it's always daunting, you know. Um, you, I mean, you, I, I tend to sort of, I guess I'm, I, going forward, I want to make short films and feature films that, um, that are kind of, that are character-driven, obviously, but, um, but sort of have this kind of romantic... Um, yet didactic feel to them you know that's the sort of work I'd like to do and 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 there's sorts there's lots of filmmakers out there big and small that sort of can do this do this very well and you know even from you know chaps like Frederick Lepiche in France you know through to um you know David O. Russell you know doing these bigger films but it's um but yeah I guess um it's always daunting, you know, sort of wondering whether you've got it right and wondering whether it actually, you know, there's a, a sort of story in there and you know that there's some sort of where you think there's heart. Um, but 
does everyone else agree? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it's it's you know, but then I guess you know the the good thing about art, I think, in any level, even film, is that actually once you've committed to it and you've done it and you've got it over the finish line once you've actually done that and got it over the finish line and it's important not to sort of drop it any earlier i think then you have got to sort of drop it like a hot potato really and not get too attached to it and um yes. and, and and think well i've now that was just that's my contribution to the world and that and, and, and certainly that and that was what we were trying to do with queen's mile really is contribute something to lgbt audiences that didn't feel patronizing and didn't feel um too too over the top really um so yeah hopefully. i mean look looking at the indiegogo the four minute pitch video yeah which, uh, to give it its name there are clips of the film in there yeah. and it looks it looks visually glorious so yeah. that yeah you know. it's, it's funny isn't it london because we we actually did it all with natural lighting um and initially the my brief when when i was talking to tom cullingham who's done a fantastic job actually and and veem some lama um the boys that were shooting for us is that I guess I wanted it to feel like at one point, um, like, you, you know, fly on the wall kind of docu style initially. Um, and we even toyed with the idea of shooting it on a long lens, you know, and, and pulling this girl out in the crowd. Um, but actually what I decided to do instead was, was to get right in there and, and, and be quite in her face, um, filming handheld on, and, um, and as the movie sort of settles, as a movie is this nine-minute short film, but as it as it settles in in the space of that film and settles into um, the rest of the story, then then the camera work gets a bit smoother and a bit more um, settled, as uh, if you like, um, and and slightly more cinematic. Um, so yeah, um, and I think we accomplished that. I think Tom and and Bim did a or Vimson did a, a a great a great job. Um, but yeah, natural light. We just made sure we chose, you know, really interesting locations around the South Bank that feel familiar to people. And um, and also our, our colorist Sam Norman, he's really responsible for that, the richness and that quality. You know, at the end, you know, the, it's it does. There's moments where that summer that that summer looks like San Francisco, not not London. You know, just yeah. down by Gabriel's Wharf and stuff. So um, yeah, they did a great job. Very proud of them. I mean, you mentioned that you're going to be setting off on the festival yeah. circuit. When or where will Joe Public be able to watch it? Because a lot of people it's don't a, get yeah. to festivals and stuff. Absolutely. It's a good question. Um, it's really, we've not really decided um, entirely how that's going to go. Um, I imagine we'll try and, you know, get some, some short film um, websites or companies, channels, etc., to host it at some point. Um, but at the moment, it's really about... Um, trying to sort of reach some of those festivals and just, and, and really sort of target those audiences that, that it might appeal to. And, uh, and, and the good thing is, is that I think just deliberately we set out to do is it is, it is simply a love story. It's not, it's, it's LGBT themed, but it's, it's not a in your face LGBT film. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that we hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get it around the place and, and people will have a good look. And, um, and then after that, we can we can sort of talk to some companies about hosting it and, and making sure it's out there for people to, to sort of check out. Um, obviously, people that have invested in the film actually for, through the campaign that they are actually getting to see it a little early. In fact, they're going to get to see yeah. it at the end of next month, um, so they get to see it before people. But um, we've had some incredible support on that campaign, and uh, really, uh, I've 
we've sent some personal messages out to them and and i've even met one backer recently but i've got to say i can't thank those people enough i mean i, I don't know why they feel the the need to back someone like me with, with a film like that but it, i feel so ridiculously fortunate that um those people came forward um for our little film really and um you know they've, they've been a real a real real bunch of heroes so i've got to, you know it'd be nice to say now thank you very much to all of them but um they have really really helped i mean i would hazard a guess that people backed the film because they liked the subject matter yeah they yeah. felt it was a serious important film yeah they like what you do and know you were taking it seriously. That's from my experience yeah. of watching people back in campaigns. Yeah. That's- it's really, it's really humbling, you know, and I think it's, it, it, I guess it's sort of, um, it's uh, in my sort of headspace. I, I mean, I know the, the kind of chap I am, I guess, but it's sort of funny that I know that on television, certainly, and I've done a lot of comedy. I've done a lot of comedy on BBC and obviously Amarak and Tony, it's got a kind of, you know silly role i guess you could say but um so it's, it's the fact that people trust me to sort of still do something quite uh heartwarming and, and sensible you know um but which is a, a wonderful thing so uh, i really appreciate that it's really that's very kind of them uh, very kind of them but um definitely yeah that's been good been a lot of fun so where can people find out more about Queen's Mile? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've we've still got the, uh, for, for, for the moment, the Indiegogo campaign uh, page will still be up. Um, um, we've had some other people just drop, you know, putting the odd tiny bit of money in, which has been fantastic because it means that we can um, tackle a few festivals that are a bit further afield, which we'd like to do. Um, so any any contribution is, is, is still... Um, fantastically useful for us because we we've, we've got a sort of what we had is an ideal budget and then we had a sort of minimum budget and we actually went for our minimum budget to try and get things done so on the indiegogo campaign um page if you sort of have a little look up queen's mile on indiegogo you'll see a lot of information as you say it's it's quite a it's quite a sort of hefty page thanks to the girls at mini productions but also over at mini productions themselves you can check out their page their website and um they're a sort of small production house that are doing a lot of short film uh, as well. Um, they're great girls, very passionate, very driven. Um, and you'll be able to see a bit more about Queen's Mile on there. Um, for anyone who's sort of on Twitter, um, there's a Queen's Mile Twitter page as well, Queen's Mile Movie. Um, and also following myself, I guess, uh, which is sort of um, number one martin delaney um on twitter so one martin delaney yeah and they'll f- be able to find out a bit more about all our screenings and and, and where we're going to be across the country so that'd be yeah. quite good that uh, number one at the beginning of your twitter things thrown me a couple of times when oh, i really? tweets out to him like well, that doesn't look like the picture oh yeah that'll be why <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, there's, there's just there's another martin delaney somewhere it's just really frustrating there is he's pretending, he's pretending to be you pretending to be me exactly or maybe you're pretending to be him that's maybe what it is like i don't know you're just incognito or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but I am gonna I'm gonna put the links to the pages that you mentioned in the show notes so everybody listening to this yeah. can look at it afterwards and Yeah, you know, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want anybody driving down the road trying to write something down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They may uh, they may yeah. cause a crash or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, d- please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um yeah. Um no. exactly. they they can follow the links. That's probably the best thing. Not at all. And then, sort of going away from Queen's yeah. Mile, you've got Bonded by Blood by you know, Bonded by Blood Two by two, Greg Hall, yeah. directed by him. I've got the first one downstairs. I'm 
totally looking forward to the second I one. I tell you what, I really love Greg. Actually, he's a really Greg's awesome. He's a really good chap, and um, yeah, I have a lot of a lot of respect for him. He's a lovely guy. Um, but yeah, it was it was my first British gangster movie. You know, it was um, it was my first uh, my first hurrah like that. Um, so it was it was good fun. It was um, I guess I've done a lot of London roles over the years, but um, but I'd never done anything sort of as edgy as as this but um but it's a true story it's a it's about some essex essex sort of boys killings um and the book was written by um bernard o'mahoney again um and yeah and then simon cluett did the script for this um and took it and and it's really i guess it's it's really george russo and sam strike the actors um, you know, great, good, good, good couple of actors there. Great couple of actors. Um, it's really their story, but um, but I'm I'm in there at the beginning. It, I I really kick off all the troubles. Really, it's it's my character is a is a real guy, um, Malcolm Walsh, and uh, and it was his his murder that sort of kicked off some troubles out in in that way. And uh, so he's a sort of you know he, he's a sort of tough boy, but he's just a bit different from. I'm a rapper and Tony and what I've been doing recently, but it's, he's, he's a, I guess a sort of career crook, you know, petty career crook out that way. And, um, it was a lot of fun, you know, was a, I had a lot of action to do in it. I had a sort of, you know, every time I'm on screen, I think there's a bundle. So it's like, it's me sort of throwing a few fists around and, and, and headbutting people. So it's, uh, it was a really, <laughs> really interesting, interesting role, but it was, um, yeah, I really, really liked it. Jonathan Sothcott, actually, um, the producer, one of the producers of the film, he did me a big favour, really, you know. I mean, it, I, I I was just chatting to him. Um, I don't know, I didn't know him that well at the time. And and, um, and he said, you know, why don't you come and have a little, you know, come and have a little play with us and, and, and do a bit over here. And he was really, he was really good about that. And I did a, I just taped, I just sent off a tape for this role that he had. And, um, and it worked, you know, and, um, and I was able to do it. I had a bit of time and, and it was good fun. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Actually, I'm looking. I've heard some yeah. some really good things about it, and then it's um, and Casey Bachelors in it. It's sort of her sort of debut acting, um, and she's actually, from what I hear, done a fantastic job. I had a few scenes with her because I'm, she plays my girlfriend in it, and uh, but she's done a she's done a great job from what I hear. So yeah, it's um, really looking forward to seeing how it's, how it turns out, and uh, and how many times I do headbutt someone in that film. So, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> you, you'll see me frequently pop up online when Bonded by Blood Two comes out because that's a lot of the films that I do sure. are all the independent crime films. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm familiar with Terry Stone and yeah, of course, jo- Josh Myers yeah, and all, yeah, and all of them. Josh, Josh has been really sort of flying in that market, and he's he's a wonderful lad actually. To be honest, they are all a really great bunch to sort of hang around with. We had a real laugh, and uh, I, I didn't sadly didn't get me to meet Terry, um, um, but you know, got to sort of see the other lads and. Obviously, I have some scenes with George. I didn't. I didn't really have any scenes with Sam, but um, but we got to sort of hang out and we had some mutual friends. Sam, funny enough, knew a couple of the people that I was working with over on um, Now You See Me Too as well, and uh, so it was quite. It was quite nice to sort of share stories with him. And uh, he's a really good lad and and a, a very talented actor. And I'm really interested in what he's he's got coming up. Um, but yeah, I, I I loved all that actually. I, I it was really nice being doing something in that world and and uh and i think it's sort of it's, it seems to work quite well i think i'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out we're not long to wait because i have exactly, about a month yeah exactly so. 
I, I thought the yeah, trailer would be out by now. I, I'd heard it. I'd heard good things about the trailer. But um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing that. Funny enough, um, Jonathan's just been shooting, or they've been just been making this sort of J- um, Jason Fleming movie, which yeah, sounds eat local, eat local. Yep. I've got a, a couple of buddies in that, and it's, uh, that's. I think that's going to be great. I, I thought the script was lovely, and Tony Curran, a good friend of mine, who I did um, a film a few years, a good few years back now, called Beowulf and Grendel. Tony's in it as well, and. Uh, I remember actually reading. I remember looking at the script on Jonathan Sothcott's table in his kitchen when we were shooting Bonded. And he said, "Oh, we're doing this. Um, Jason Fleming's going to direct it, but we're trying to work it out around his schedule." And I said, "What is it?" And he said, "Well, it's a sort of vampire um, film, um, but sort of action, you know." And uh, I was like, "That's brilliant, you know. I really like the idea." And um, I said, "What about this guy Tony Curran? He's done, you know, Underworld and all this sort of stuff." And he said, oh, you know, yeah, maybe, you know. But he was sort of dismissed it a little bit, you know, like, you know, we'll, we'll see. Because obviously it was a long way off. And of course, Tony's very good friends with Jason Fleming as well. So he was, I think, one of the first people attached and he ended up doing it. So I was really, it wasn't down to me. It was just like, it was just, it was just, uh, you know, sort of, I guess, the same sort of thought process for lots of people. No, it, it could have been down to you. I don't, just, I don't think so. You know, so. just go, I, you know, the write, you know, the writer, director, actor, <laughs> casting, casting director. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it made sense, really. Tony's done all of that kind of sci-fi world as well as sort of uh, supernatural sort of stuff. And and being a good buddy of Jason's, I, I knew that he'd try and, he'd try and pull him in. And uh, yeah, I've heard he's done a fantastic job in that. So, nice. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, I once I've finished this conversation with you, I'm going to get this episode online uh, later on this evening, yeah. so that you can have a listen. And I'm also going to donate to your campaign. Oh, I want the bless one. You. Uh, I want the downloadable link. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And also the festival updates, so that I can uh, absolutely keep track on, on Queen's Mile. So I'm going to get that sorted. Thanks a lot, Stuart. Really appreciate it. So I appreciate you taking the time out on in the evening. And normally, I do all the podcasts. Oh, on Sunday. that's all right. Not so, at all. No, no. It's it's not. Nice it's been all. a it's been a quite a sort of. It's been a busy day earlier, but it's uh, it's okay just now. But um, also, just make sure you check out um, now you see me too with um, oh, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg and Dave. I've got a few, a couple of scenes with the boys and Dave Franco, and uh, it's a tiny, tiny role for me really. But it's an American role, and uh, and John M. Chu, the director, is just like the loveliest guy in the world. He's so so damn cool. It's unbelievable. So hopefully, it's going to be a lot of fun. I really loved the first one. So it's a real, Same, it's yeah. a pleasure to yeah. sort of be involved. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's been a long time coming as a second one. Hasn't yeah, it? like, come on, absolutely. Hurry up, hurry yeah, up, was, they, I mean, for a while it, when they announced the sequel, I was like, "Oh right, it feels like too much time has passed, and they're going to do that." And um, I loved the first one, and 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 then even I think even with the release date, I think they were originally due to release it around now, really Jan Feb, and I think they've pushed it to the summer. But um, but it's so it's a sort of summer summer blockbuster. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it was a great script, so it's a, hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it does have a summer feel to it, so yeah. it makes more sense. It? And it's got, it's sort of, I, you know, like the first one, I guess it's got that kind of Ocean's Eleven vibe, but with the magic and stuff. So it's, uh, it's, a, nice, it's a nice movie. It's a lot of fun. 10th of June, apparently, it comes oh, out in America. day before my birthday, that's all right. There, there you, you go. go. It's like a, that's why they moved it, for a birthday <laughs> gift for you. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Well done to John. Yep. <laughs> But now, hopefully, you'll have a quiet evening tonight, Martin. Thanks, you'll Stuart. Have a bit of a rest. Thanks a lot. And, and uh, I shall chat to you soon on Twitter. Number one. Absolutely. Thanks a Here lot. It's a real pleasure talking right. to you. Thanks a lot, Stuart. Excuse me. 
taking a picture. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.